Talk Recorded live. Hi, everybody. It's Reverend Jennifer. Got a few minutes till start time. Anybody there that wants to say hello? Hello. Aloha. Aloha. <laughs> so, who said hello first? This is Rainbow. And Danielle. Hey, Rainbow and Danielle. Hi. Hi. Where are you calling from? California. San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I'm in Los Angeles. Ooh. Cool. <laughs> Where is Venerable, that honey? Uh, she's in Vermont. Okay. So what we, um, we will listen to her when she starts speaking. Yes, uh, at the beginning of the call, I'll begin, uh, I'll open the conversation with a prayer and then turn it over to Venerable, and then she will uh, give us a teaching. Usually that lasts about a half an hour. And then uh, at the end uh, of that, she'll take questions. Great, thank you. Yeah, and the rest of the time she'll... Uh, be taking questions, and that's always wonderful. So I encourage you to bring your questions. Jump right in with them when she says, are there any questions? Okay. okay. Thank yeah. you. It's a wonderful opportunity to uh, be able to bring questions to her. Okay. Uh, how many people are connected right now? I don't know. How uh, you know? Anybody else want to say hello? Uh, we are just Anybody else on the call want to say hello? Hello, this is Ann Forbes. Hey, Ann. It's Reverend Jennifer. Hi. And where are you again, Ann? Wisconsin. Anybody else want to say hello? Where are you calling from? A lot of people come in and mute right away, so. Well, it's almost 6 o'clock. And I've been looking forward to this call. I know Venerable has been in Germany and out of the country quite a bit, most of October. I believe she returned last week. So I haven't spoken to her since she was since before she left on her trip. Hearing her voice. So healing, so nourishing, isn't it? Anybody else there wanna say hello before we get started? Hi Jennifer, this is Shan. Hey Shan. Wanna tell everybody where you're calling from? Los Angeles. Sherman Oaks. <laughs> I think we're going to have some folks from uh, Europe on the call. Oh, good. Remind me how to mute, Jennifer, would you? It's star six. A lot of people also have a silent mute button on their phone, and I am going to mute everyone out once we start. Okay. 
Good evening. Oh, there's our beloved Venerable. Yay. So uh, we haven't had everyone check in yet, but Venerable, we've got Rainbow and Danielle in San Francisco. Hello. And Ann Forbes in Wisconsin. Wonderful. Shan Waters in Los Angeles. Wonderful. Among others. So shall we jump right in? Well, we'll give a couple of minutes. You're expecting others? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We can wait. We can say hello. Anybody want to say hello? Uh, yes, this is Stephanie in Los Angeles. Hello, Venerable. How are you, Stephanie? I'm well, thank you. How are you doing? I'm pretty well. <clears throat> it's always good to hear your voice, Venerable. Well, thank you. Well, hope of life is good wherever you are in Vermont or wherever you're calling from. Yes, life is good. The returned home, uh, oh, I guess it's a week now from visiting in Europe, and uh, the ground is wet and there's snow on the mountain here. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Anybody else would like to say hello? Where you're calling from? Hi, Venerable. This is Helene. I'm calling from uh, Los Angeles. Hello. Hi. Hi, Venerable. This is Shan. Good to hear your voice, Shan. Thank you, Venerable. Good to hear yours. And we had a warm, well, kind of warmish day today, very bright and clear and beautiful here in Los Angeles. Ah. And lots of light today. It was really nice. It was really beautiful. Yeah. It was a sparkling day. Mm-hmm. We had so much wind yesterday. Yeah, it just cleaned out. You know how that happens, Venerable. It just cleaned out the whole area. So it was a really beautiful day today. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yes, the wind patterns are changing. We've actually had uh, two spirals of energy flowing in our area, one coming from the east and it's spiraling counterclockwise and the other from the west and it's spiraling clockwise. So it's giving us a, a taste of moisture and uh, fog and hidden surprises. Wow. Yeah, like new thoughts arising in the consciousness of the people and the land. Mm. Well, that's, that. there's a question in there in my mind uh, about how the wind whips those new ideas in, into into or out of our awareness yes it is a there is a sense of great energy reaching earth and uh, touching our minds to look beyond the ordinary and to recognize that in the ordinary there are extraordinary things occurring Well, anybody else want to 
say hello before we begin? Tell us where you're Hi, calling. Venerable. It's Jeannie and, and Reverend. Hi. Hello. Hey, Jeannie. Good to hear your voice. And yours. Hey, Venerable. It's Jessica. Hi, Venerable. So, oh, hear your voice, too. Oh, good. <laughs> so that was Jesse and then Hi, Venerable. This is Barb. Yes, I I'm recognize. calling from Toledo, Ohio. Oh, wonderful. Yes, we had the same weather that you had in California in Toledo today, so it was a gorgeous day. Ooh. So that was a wonderful surprise. Uh-huh. Nice. And we have another Barbara on the call. Well, I am very happy that we have this opportunity. That's the sound of somebody listening on the computer. Who's unmuted. Okay. (laughs) It makes that sound. Good evening, Venerable. It's Therese. Hello. Hi. And you are well and happy? Yes. Yes, thank you. You too? Yes, I am. This great-grandma is still kicking, just not quite as high as she has in the past. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hi, Venerable. It's Carrie in Los Angeles. Hello, Carrie. Hello. Well, shall we begin? Yes, let us begin. Wonderful. So... The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to mute all the callers out to create a clean call. And then uh, people, when it's time to ask questions, you can press star six to unmute. If for some reason your star six doesn't unmute you, what you can do is just drop off the call and call back in. So, but I'll, and I'll give that reminder. So let's. The conference is now in silent mode. Oh, I just realized I muted Venerable out. The conference is now in talk mode. Okay, I just realized that I don't have a code especially for you, Venerable, in this system. So I'm not going to be able to mute everyone out. So everybody has to do their own silent mute button or star six. Venerable, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay, good. So. Oh, Let's begin with a breath of gratitude. So grateful and thankful in this moment that this wonderful opportunity has arrived. We've called it forth, this wonderful gathering, gathering from around the world for the holy purpose of opening our hearts and minds and aligning even more fully with our own holiness, allowing ourselves to awaken, allowing ourselves to truly embrace our true identity become even more available for the truth than ever before. What I know truly is that Venerable Dahani Wahoo is 
the perfect guide, the perfect teacher, and that her words, her teachings, her offerings, her very vibration is a healing and a nourishment to each and every one of us, whether we're listening live now or on a recording. Indeed, what I know is that our coming together in this way to receive this teaching is a healing for all beings and Mother Earth and all her kingdoms. We are so grateful to hold this healing vibration and to share it with everyone because we're one with them. In deep gratitude, we let it be. In deep gratitude, we know it's done. And so it is. May the wisdom potential in each and every one flourish and grow. May the words, the thoughts, the imagery, the realization we share this night ring like a bell, calling each to recall our natural state as luminosity. Sweet water, emotion, feeling, awareness that we are one in the dance of life. Pristine awareness, our natural state. Sweet waters of remembrance nurture the wisdom within. Cascading waves of rainbow grace flow through each of us, and we are grateful we offer our thought, our speech, and action to uncovering the mysterious seed of wisdom in each and every being and situation. Sweet water, wash away the tears the confusion of them and us. Sweet waters nurture the wisdom within. Fire your warmth melts away illusions of them and us. Fire your warmth reveals mother and father's sacred dance within each and every being. Your magnetism energizes the wisdom within. We dedicate our speech and action to revealing the mystery of love. Air, you reflect our thoughts. Air, you support all sounds. Air, the chatter of our minds, may it reveal our natural clarity. Earth, the sacred dance ground, the opportunity to have a human body. For this we are thankful. We've chosen to be born in this time, a mysterious time, where energy from the heart of the galaxy touches each of us and we recall that we are unified in the dance of life. The dance floor, this human body, 
dancing through life, an incredible opportunity. The messages from the heart of the galaxy reveal we are dreamers, co-creators of that which we see. Let us energize compassion, energize methods of reconciliation so that where there have been sounds of war, there arise skillful methods of reconciliation. Every being is our family, even those far beyond the horizon. Their songs, their tears move through the elements and touch each of us, just as our willingness to transform anger into the awakened aspects of love rings through time and space and touches every other being. So whatever arises in this moment, even when one is concerned about tomorrow, be aware of the blessings and give thanks for what we receive. In this way, we energize abundance and joy. So much to be thankful for. With clear vision, considering how our speech and action affect myriad beings, we energize the outcome of awakened human beings skillfully expressing love and compassion. It begins in each of our hearts. How wonderful that we found ourselves on the sacred dance ground, that we hear the pulse beat of the universe inviting us to look deep within Recognizing that what occurs within our hearts, within our minds, resonates everywhere and everywhere is here and now, right in our heart. I invite you to consider like a fountain overflowing, cascading waves of rainbow light flowing through our bodies and the joy within our hearts like spiraling galaxies send forth sounds of appreciation to the universe. Ah, earth, sky, all elements, all appearances dancing within us. Let us observe and give thanks for this precious gift of life. Holy Mother of Wisdom, 
unnatural state. With love and compassion, mother and father, skillful means meet within our hearts. With a clear vision, we observe an open road. Clear vision, perceiving our families, our friends and neighbors. Walking together, planting seeds together, manifesting joy, joy, joy. Begins with our thought, our speech, and our action. The sacred dance ground also has a garden. In this garden, let us plant seeds of good cause. We plant the seeds of joy. We plant seeds of reconciliation. We plant seeds of skillful activity. What do we wish for our families? What are we as human beings? We are energy, vast potential, inseparable from Holy Mother's wondrous dance. How wonderful. Visualize. Mother and father, dynamically dancing within each atom, every molecule, even the subatomic particles, spiraling energy dancing. Mother and father's incredible magnetic embrace. All this is happening within each being. Spiraling galaxies communicate the sacred dance. The dance of the galaxies occurs within and throughout space. All forms arise. All forms dissolve. How wonderful to perceive the dance. Come, come, come to the shore. The shore free from illusion. Earth, a sacred dance ground, perceives a vast field of exploration. Let us recall our natural state as luminosity. How wonderful. Uh, make a reminder if you're 
phone is unmuted, would you please mute your phone with your silent mute button or star six to mute yourself? Human beings with many tasks, each of us, yet at the very core of our being, we are one. Inhaling, exhaling, we exhale appreciation, inhale awareness, observe. Mother and father in union, non-dual otherness. Consider those who've been kind, give thanks, and consider those who have appeared unkind and give thanks. Someone has a dog in the background. You're in yes, the wolf is at the door. What's <laughs> Wolfie? Okay. <laughs> no, it's not Wolfie. It's oh. actually um, another four-legged creature who has uh, something to say. And in a sense, many humans are experiencing, hey, something is at the door of our consciousness. <laughs> Something is calling us to see the world in another way. Uh, more and more we understand the significance of cooperation. Uh, what do we learn from the pack animals? Uh, they cooperate. And they also reveal where there is opportunity to make clear boundaries and good relationships through those clear boundaries. So we can take the the barking of the dog as a, an indicator that there is something behind the door for each of us to observe. What does the human being look for? Understanding and enlightenment, and also human beings fear uncertainty, not enough. What's behind the door? Actually, what's in our heart is what's behind the door. And what do we want to energize?
cascading waves of rainbow grace. They are coming from the heart of this galaxy and this increased energy shakes away the conceptual patterns of our personal nature, family nature, national nature. Our understanding of the universe dissolves and it becomes apparent that all we see is a projection of our minds. Those who know this taste the sweet waters. Those who forget this look to taste the sweet waters because they are thirsting. Is there anywhere to go? Is the water outside? Is it inside? The waters of pristine awareness, they run through all appearances. Who am I? Who are you? Who are they? Who is us? Flowing energy potentials. Energy potentials congregating around concepts, concepts of I, them, us. Believing these concepts, one makes even more strong the construct of I, them, and us. Then sipping the sweet waters of pristine awareness, I, them, and us fall away in remembrance of things as they are. <laughs> it sounds like the dog is actually having a conversation. <laughs> we take those, uh, whatever arises in the moment is an indicator of something. One of my teachers in India was uh, giving lecture um, and a cobra came into the room and the students were nervous. It was Kenjin Pald and Sherab. And um, students were very nervous and uh, he just said, no, be calm and quiet. And uh, after the teaching was over, the cobra left the room and went away. Every sentient being wishes to understand and to attain enlightenment, that is recognition of their natural state as luminosity. And uh, the barking dog reminds me of... Uh, a little dog many years ago when we were visiting in India, it was barking and barking and it wanted me to know that a cobra had come in and curled around the foot of the, the head of the bed. And uh, the monks wanted to take that little dog to town, uh, away from the monastery, and each time they took him away, he would get back before we did. 
So every being has a message to share. And that little dog actually was um, a guardian. And some said, well, perhaps he was a monk who didn't keep his vows, and now he is here to help. Um, what looks like a dog can also be a friend that reminds you to see the wind and to taste the air. And somewhat related to the awareness that all appearances are happening within, while in uh, the Alps, uh, near the Italian border, uh, had the experience of the mountains moving. They came forward and went back. <laughs> and uh, I thought, that's interesting, mountains moving. Uh, of course, it is uh, an energetic universe and all things are in motion. And yes, this mountain actually moved close. And so I asked at dinner, uh, do people uh, make comments about the mountains appearing to come close and back away? And I said, yes, it happens all the time. <laughs> and it was a, an accepted awareness for those who lived in that place that the mountains would come to you or move from you and that appearances of space at distance uh, are as fluid as the water moving through the stream. That's a message for all of us. So let's have time to hear your questions because I'm kind of rambling here. Who has a question for Venerable? You can... Uh, star six to unmute yourself. And did you understand what I said? Or was it too um, mysterious? Anybody want to answer that? Yeah. I'm just wondering if anyone's having trouble unmuting. So if you are, give it just a moment. We're working with the system, but try star six or drop off the call and come back in. So I'll I'll say uh, I I I will. Honestly, say that I understood some of it, and I know that it's unfolding inside of me. And uh, the the mountains appearing to move to move closer to you, and away. I'm wondering, uh, what do you think that's about? That our concept of what Earth is is changing. And that what we see as appearances are moving 
as our consciousness changes. And this, I'm, I'll ask another question because it seems very related. There's this uh, date, November 11th, 11-11, yes. coming and people are um, aligning up for uh, really holding a shift in consciousness and we just had the 10-10-10 alignment. Yes. Yes. I wonder if you could give us any suggestions about how to work with the way the energies are shifting now. The opportunity to be alive in this time is wondrous. And the way in which we uh, best taste the sweetness of these energies is to be Understanding that this concept of I is uh, energy ever-changing and that we are united in the field to conceptualize the world in cooperative harmony that more and more recall our natural state as luminosity to make prayer offerings, dance offerings, sound offerings towards the natural wisdom state in everyone being expressed. This is the best way to work with these wondrous times. Uh, 10, 10, 10, we were on a retreat uh, in Germany, and we were uh, practicing the Heart Sutra. And 11-11, many people will come together, and some with the making of sacred fires will energize the wisdom potential in every being and every situation, and the melting of conditioned view so that the wisdom inherent in each situation may be revealed. Do you think it's easier now to melt that uh, conditioned view, the attachment to the conditioned view? Yes, it, things are, are becoming ever more transparent. And uh, many people are recognizing, oh, these are ideas, and they are not necessarily my ideas. They've become uh, an accepted idea, and that idea no longer serves its purpose. And I guess the best example of that is the idea of debt as business. Debt as business? Yeah. Say a little bit more about that? Well, what we've, uh, in this part of the world, in the North America, many have uh, thought it is all right to be in debt and we would um, borrow against the future. And many forgot how to be in the moment 
and appreciate what is now. And so the uh, buying and selling of debt brought a crisis in our economy. And now people are beginning to recall the importance of creating, building, uh, without creating debt. Uh, that I I'm really touched by that thought of how the uh, the the futurizing and the debt are the same. The not being present in the now moment, living in the future and accumulating debt in the now moment, while our mind is focused on the future. Very powerful. Venerable, I was wondering if you could speak a little bit more about the universal energies that are bathing the earth now and directed at the earth now, and particularly in relation to the elements. It is quite incredible. It's as though new elements are being formed. We understand about earth, fire, water, air, and that sound or vibration is the uh, means through which these elements arise. And the energy that's coming from the heart of our galaxy and other dimensions is uh, speeding the electrons in our bodies, in our dream vision of what we call the solar system are all being speeded up and heated up. So uh, there is more light appearing on Saturn and Jupiter and uh, their temperatures have changed. So this energy is actually coming from other dimensions as well. What does it mean? Uh, The best symbol to describe these multi-dimensions arises from the conceptualization or visualization of the Taurus ring. And to consider the Taurus ring at its center, the Taurus ring is a hollow tube um, and it is uh, joined together, and uh, if you're looking down on it, it appears like a circle. And when you look at it on the vertical plane, it's also a circle, and you can rotate that Taurus ring. So at the heart center, there are energies of communication with uh, our natural wisdom state and through the observation of our own hearts we can observe how uh, our speech and action in relationship with the elements give rise to the appearances in our lives there 
is a a new flow of energy that we have not had access to for perhaps 26,000 years that reveals there is no beginning or end. And it's, uh, it's pulsating quality shakes away uh, the concepts we've outgrown and reveals their natural emptiness. Um, from the view of some native individuals and native communities, uh, we have a spiritual responsibility to uh, return appreciation. We came to Earth, we separated, individuated from the fields of potential, and like explorers, we would experience the many possibilities of the element stance and the movement of the wave. And we made a spiritual commitment that we would share what we learned in the individual state. And now it's time we return the pulse, these things we've explored. This we understand. And now our natural, unfettered awareness is restored. And it's not outside of us, it's within us. I've been playing the piano. I may be a bit far out. <laughs> to, to be uh, in harmony with these universal energies that are uh, here now, is that through heart practice? Yes. It is most through appreciation and the willingness to settle into that natural wisdom state, neither add uh, nor take away, just to rest in that natural state. So the first, the first stages are uh, pacifying the conflict of uh, the everyday concerns and the sensation of separation from wisdom. Uh, and those sensations arise because one believes uh, that oneself is existing separately from other uh, pulses, waves of energy. Uh, then there is the awareness, ah, this thing I call I is really a collection of thoughts and energies. And some of these thoughts and energies keep this thing I call I going in a very small circle over and over. Let me purify those words and actions 
which uh, cause repetitive and reactive states to arise. So the way that many of us in our conversations have approached that is how to manifest joy, how to accomplish particular goals. Um, then when we realize we have what we think we need, then we are more able to recognize the universe of abundant wisdom within. In a sense, it's the difference between being a, a child and an adult. The adult begins to recognize, ah, the power of my mind, my speech, my action, the intelligence, the skill of my activity for with dedication that many benefit. This reveals the wisdom within. So there's no longer striving for something outside. It is the recognition to polish and reveal what is within. Um, can I, Venerable Diahani? Yep. Uh, this is Daniel from San Francisco. And um, I I was making some little notes. And you mentioned about giving thanks for all, everybody that's being good to us and also giving thanks for those who have harnessed. And um, I recall... Uh, many experiences when I was little, and um, somehow I have dreams. Of, I still have dreams of being somehow resentful and angry at my fathers, and somehow these images come, and there's this healing happening, but there's still something comes back. It's like I'm still need to maybe be more compassionate. And I don't know how how you what you recommend. For yes, this is wonderful that you have applied the medicine of compassion, and when there arises the memory or the the experience of resentment, consider the children who do not have the opportunity. And you dedicate that appearance of resentment becoming safety and understanding and kind treatment for others. So when a resentment or a memory arises, you transform it into the energy that liberates another being as well as yourself. Is clear? Uh, thank you so much. Yeah, that is big medicine. When uh, we can dedicate 
uh, own experience that others may be free of suffering. Mm, that really... That really touched my heart, and I honey, and I'm so grateful. Uh-huh. Venerable? Yes. Could you um, explain more about tapping into, <clears throat> uh, speaking of abundance, and uh, creating the abundance to create the future and build on the future. Can you speak about how to create those shifts now so we can change our mindset, our feeling set, our feeling vibration into that of abundance? Yes. The, the most uh, quick is uh, making offerings. When So when someone is feeling, uh-oh, how, what will we do? Uh, for the next meal or the next this or that, uh, it is good to offer a meal to someone. And may this food be medicine that each one has what they need and that the pathways of abundance be clear. And on a simple level, you can offer dry beans from one hand to the other. These are things I have received from the universe. These things I offer that those who are hungry may be fed. And then pour the beans into your other hand again. These things I've received and pour to the opposite hand these things I offer. And this begins to change the idea. Um, Many years ago, oh my gosh, it was was in the 60s, a young person uh, came visiting and he had found a piece of paper that basically pointed the f- out the fact that our consciousness is determining the level of joy, abundance in our own lives. And it came from some place called the Institute of Advanced Thinking. And uh, it was very simple. It invited people to look at their views about about, uh, about money and their views about sharing. And um, many of us, and I literally was uh, with an L-shaped kitchen, and I, I, I sort of spun around the kitchen because there was a concept that somehow... Uh, poverty was godliness and I, I, I struggled with that concept that somehow 
I picked it up and accepted it as my own. And my mission was to assist many people. And uh, that meant to change my way of thinking so that I could assist people to the point of getting them scholarships and um, enhancing their lives. So many of us have an idea of poverty as uh, sanctity, and that is not really true. We can take a vow of poverty so we can generate abundance so many are benefited, or we can uh, believe that the universe is limited. And the universe is not limited, and it is very clear that where we put our attention, this is what arises. So we have an opportunity to become our own uh, generators of abundance. Your friends, your network, that's your circle of abundance relationships are our treasures. And so the more we work together and support the wisdom within one another, the more we recognize the abundance that is there. How many people even recognize that relationships are a treasure? Because everything else falls away. You know, a strong wind can blow the roof off, or a strong rain can do wash something away, what do people really have? What we really have are good relationships that nurture the wisdom in one another and cooperation that builds abundance for one another. Or you put it more simply, um, my grandmother would say, it's better to give people jobs, teach them how to do something, than just to feed them. So we're teaching each other how to do something. How to see ourselves as vibrant beings manifesting what is supportive of our wisdom and skill and beneficial for all those beings with whom we have relationship both here and beyond the horizon. Aloha. Aloha. I have another question. Um, um, I love how you share the wisdom of uh, the elements, how they can become 
our pristine awareness of healing every aspect of ourselves, bring up our natural state. And um, you mentioned how uh, pristine awareness is... is uh, I've been studying uh, Tibetan Buddhism with different teachers. And um, um, I know uh, some of the sacred, as I mentioned, pristine awareness, non-dual awareness, is the source of uh, everything. I wonder how can we stand that awareness, that non-dual, pristine awareness, to benefit other beings and, and to heal Mother Earth. By resting in that state and offering those uh, beings that feed on discord, offering them the fruit of liberation, which arises from direct perception. Meditators are generators. Bodhicitta is a field and a wave that can, like a tide, carry a drowning person to the shore that is free from illusion. So we can intellectually understand and the maturation of wisdom occurs during meditation. Uh, Venerable. Uh Uh-huh. This is Olivia. Hello, Olivia. It's wonderful to have you um, teaching us tonight. Thank you so much. And I have a question. Um, I'm wondering when we are surrounded by people who are not as aware at this time in their life about what is going on in these great changes and this great opportunity, if you are saying that by our going inside and being with direct perception in our heart as we meditate that we are helping them even if they are non-meditators. Oh, yes. Okay. Meditation is uh, medicine. It clarifies the field. And um, when we dedicate our activity that Every being may recognize their natural wisdom. They are benefited. Mm-hmm. We don't need to change each other just to be present mm-hmm. and to honor the wisdom potential within each person, however they choose to express it. Mm-hmm. So if I may just ask another question. Mm-hmm. One way that we can be sure that we are doing that is when we dedicate our practice, when we meditate 
for oh, the yes. all sentient beings. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. And, and also to consider uh, how it may be for another person. So um, consider those who are hungry or those who are refugees. Mm-hmm. And just by observing and dedicating that they may find their way to safety, we are energizing that potential to be realized. Mm-hmm. And let us energize that seed of wisdom or acknowledge that seed of wisdom in every being. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And that goes into the field. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, this has been clearly demonstrated uh, in experiments uh, around high crime areas. Yes, I'm familiar with that. Where you have 1% of a group meditating. Are you thinking about that? Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. So 1% of a group in a certain area meditating actually makes a change in that area. Yep. Prime rates drop. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so doing the dance um, in an urban area where there's been violence, for example, doing the dance to the four directions or the stick dance um, would help energize that potential? Oh, indeed. Mm-hmm. When doing the dance of the four directions or the stick dance, it is like acupuncture. Yeah. Uh, it is allowing the uh, energy of emotions past that are continuously echoing in an area to reach a place of resolution. Aha. Uh-huh. Would you suggest doing one more than the other if you could only do one dance? Uh, the dance of the directions because it is honoring what we receive and recognizing that we are ultimately inseparable from the natural wisdom state and we see the display as that, a display. Mm-hmm. So even the violence as a display. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Venerable. You're welcome. Uh, I am planning uh, in January or February to do a video teaching online. 
this is going to be fun for this great grandmother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I can show people the dance. Some things we're speaking about others may not have seen. Oh, wonderful, venerable. Is that like a webcast? Yes, that's what we're getting ready for. I want you to know this is really country where we are. Oh, that would be wonderful. Oh, oh. that was what I was just thinking about. It would be wonderful to see you in the webcast. Well, you all soon have the opportunity. Mm. Uh, Here, when it rains, sometimes the telephone service goes out. So, it is uh, something new for this country valley, and we we plan to do the the web telecast from the community temple, which we call the temple of the Adawis. The Adawis are uh, wise protectors, awakened beings. Adawis are is a Cherokee word. Wonderful, venerable. So those of you who hear about these things, you'll soon be able to see what we're talking about. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jennifer, you really started something. <laughs> Yay, global teachings. Vanderbilt, um, Olivia again. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you're coming to um, my university to help um, the faculty of color. Yep. And I'm so honored and pleased that you are doing that with uh, our dear um, community member Aziza and my colleague. Yep. And I'm wondering if you feel that um, it would be a good idea to do just the dancing for directions to prepare the space beforehand, or do you think the stick dance as well? The stick dance is very good because uh, it's still a rather urban area, and this helps wake up the land. Okay. Would you do both dances? Yep. Okay. Yeah, first the sick dance and then the dance of the directions. Okay, thank you. And for those of you who have not seen it, uh, it was in 91 or 92 uh, that I began having these visions of people dancing together uh, and tapping the earth. And it's somewhat martial, yet it's also sweeping away the illusions. And uh, the dance was first done in Germany at a place called Blaubören, which is a beautiful blue spring, and blue springs are very sacred to Cherokees. And uh, that spring feeds many rivers that flow through Europe. And when we first did the dance there, uh, people had very strong 
responses or I would say reactions and the earth responds. Also, these dances, uh, some areas where the springs were dried up in Colorado and California, uh, through making these dance offerings, the springs have been reawakened and trees that appear dead have been restored to life. So this is a way for uh, individuals to actually test. It's not about belief. It is a recognition that uh, our consciousness contributes to what we see around us and that we can energize that which is wisdom and life force enhancing. Thank you, Venerable. That's such a precious teaching. I never hear that too many times. Mm-hmm. And I, I trust that you've each who are on the line, you've had an opportunity to see the water practice. Um, I think Jennifer sent it out, and you can go to sunray.org somewhere. It's there. Um, And also if they go to your Facebook fan page, I posted it there so they can scroll down and find it there. Okay, wonderful. I'll repost it again. Uh-huh. And, and these are ways in which each person can test, oh, is there really a field in which I participate? Do my actions indeed uh, bring about uh, change? And by doing these practices, one can observe the impact of our speech, thought, and action in interacting with the field. Because we're not believing in Santa Claus, we're really examining the nature of mind. It's so important to make the space for each one of us to call forth these tangible, visceral experiences so that it goes from being something that you hear about or you read about, and it's something that you know because you've experienced it, don't you think? Yes. It's such a powerful way to strengthen our faith. Mm Mm-hmm. Or as some of the old people would say when I was young, it doesn't mean much if it doesn't feed the people and make their lives better. Yes. Aho. No. I think we've come to conclusion. Let us for a moment silently uh, sit as a circle of light 
connected via electrons and light through time and space. Dedicate the merit earned in this and all lives to the attainment of awakened mind, release of all sentient beings from suffering. How wonderful our natural state is luminosity. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you, Jennifer, for making this possible. It is my dear pleasure. Thank you, Venerable. Thank you so much. Like Elvis used to say, thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) See you in the light. See you in the light. See you in the light. Ways of temple. Ado. 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 Thank you.